Hey, superheroes, it's Eileen, but you can call me I or that ADHD chick. And yes, I've decided I'm going to call you superheroes. Why? Because we all have an origin story of struggles and hardship all due to having ADHD. You may not have known it then, especially if you're a woman, since most of us get diagnosed in our 30s or beyond. Therefore, having to learn how to deal with all the things that come with ADHD. We almost have to become superheroes without even knowing it because that's the only way we'd survive. So superheroes it is. Today, we're going to talk about the way of the essentialist. I couldn't wait for this episode because I'm going to talk about a book I've read three times already. Why? It's been so life-changing for me as a person with ADHD. The book is called Essentialism by Greg McEwen. And if you haven't read it yet, I strongly encourage you buy it or download it. I actually listened to it on Audible twice and read the hard copy once. Now, that's saying a lot, especially since it's difficult for me to sit still long enough to even read a book. Unless, of course, I'm hyper fixating on it, which in this case, I was. Plus, the book is fairly short. But before we get into it, I want to make an announcement. I'm going to start uploading podcast episodes more often, like once a week instead of once every two weeks. I do apologize for missing last week, though. I have been on a quest to grow my TikTok channel, and my ADHD caused me to again hyperfixate on doing that and therefore totally spacing out on uploading this episode. <sighs> well, I'm giving myself some grace for that, and I'm hoping you do too. Anyway, back to the decision to do these every week. First reason is, well, I just miss talking to you. I do. Even if I can't see you, I imagine you're there, either in your car driving, doing housework, walking around the grocery store, having a meal maybe, whatever type of multitasking thing you're doing at the moment. The second reason is holding on to all this information in my head for an entire two weeks is mental torture. <laughs> Just way too long of a time to wait, especially when life is passing by so quickly. The third reason is, well, when I first decided to do the podcast, I thought, quote, I'll do it every two weeks because that'll give me plenty of time to get the next episode written, edited, produced, and uploaded. But I forgot, I have ADHD, which means no matter how long or short of a deadline I give myself, chances are I'll still wait till the last minute to do it. We ADHDers thrive off deadlines, and we also work amazing under pressure. So we choose what I call under pressure productivity. Oh, I've done a majority of my best work under these specific conditions, and I'm pretty sure you have too. I just did a 10-second TikTok actually on this topic, and it's pretty funny. So I, I'll put my channel in the show notes if you want to hop over to TikTok and follow me. That would be awesome. So the reason of initially planning for every two weeks is null and void. So I may as well do it once a week, which will allow me to tell you so much more of how ADHD affects everything that's going on around me every day. And I know I keep saying me, but the reason why I do that is my story is the story I know best. And I know from experience and from lots and lots of feedback through the years that 
the foundation of all the things that happen to me and around me will be so relatable to you and also to those who listen to this podcast in the future. So stay tuned every week. Okay, now back to essentialism. To give you a real sense of what this book's underlying theme is, I want to read an excerpt from a Google presentation Greg McEwen did back in 2014. So here it goes. Have you ever found yourself stretched too thin? Do you sometimes feel overworked and underutilized? Does your day sometimes get hijacked by someone else's agenda? Have you ever said yes simply to please and then resented it? If you answered yes to any of these, the way out is the way of the essentialist. The way of the essentialist involves doing less but better so you can make the highest possible contribution. The way of the essentialist isn't about getting more done in less time. It's not about getting less done. It's about getting only the right things done. It's about challenging the core assumption of, quote, we can have it all, and quote, I have to do everything, and replacing it with the pursuit of the right thing in the right way at the right time. It's about regaining control of our own choices, about where to spend our time and energies instead of giving others implicit permission to choose for us. So he talks about one thing in the book, and that's applying a more selective criteria for what is essential. A lot of times we feel so overwhelmed because we have so many things to do. Like how many times have you been asked how you're doing and you've responded, oh, I'm doing great. I've just been so busy. I do this all the time unconsciously. It's become a habit now. Or maybe you had a decline in invitation from a friend because you were, quote, so busy, but let's try again next time. I think we ADHDers are unique in a way where we can create so much work for ourselves and keep ourselves so busy, but at the end of the day, I feel like we got nothing done. It's super frustrating, right? I mean, I'm getting frustrated right now just thinking about how often I do that. This literally makes me shut down once a week. On the other hand, you could be working at a nine to five job doing the exact same thing, but the only difference is that your boss is creating the work for you. Either way, the outcome is the same. So the goal of the essentialist, as mentioned earlier, is how do we get less done and at the same time make the most impact? There are so many lessons in the actual book, so I encourage you to read it, but I'll also post some links on my website for you to check out, like the link to the YouTube video breaking down the book visually. It's freaking awesome. I mean, that's like the best version of Cliff Notes for an ADHDer, a visual summary. Who could ask for more? But in the interest of time, let's talk about one of the lessons in the book, and that I think will help you simplify your tasks, your goals, and your decision-making processes. It's so important that we get this skill of decision-making down pat, or at least working like a semi-well-oiled machine. Unless you're on a stimulant ADHD medication, I don't expect your machine to be well-oiled. I know mine isn't, at least. Not until I've practiced it at least 10,000 times. So, let's do this. Start creating a criteria for decisions you need to make in order to simplify your life. See, I'm not here to just give you tips on how to treat your symptoms. Instead, I'd love to get a little deeper and treat the root of the problem. And that problem sometimes is that we make rotten decisions that create extra work for ourselves. For example, 
If we manage a team, we can make a rotten decision about who we hire. And when we do that, we create more work, not only for ourselves, but for our team. Or we'll make a rotten decision about what projects to take on or how many projects we take on. God knows ADHDers are the kings and queens of starting new projects before finishing old ones. So instead of feeding our impulsivity, we could begin to create criteria for each and every decision we make that involves creating work for ourselves. The goal of doing this is that if the decision to do something or take something on doesn't meet all the criteria, I mean 100%, then the answer should be a big fat no. Meaning, whether it meets 5 out of 10 or 9 out of 10, the answer should still be no. It must be unanimous because you made it so in your list of criteria. For you know as well as I do that it only takes one thing, one annoyance, one shortcoming, one person to ruin everything. And requiring it to be unanimous 10 out of 10 makes the job of deciding so much easier. To make this work for you, you got to learn this vital, simple skill, and that is the ability to say no. I know it's not easy because we're people pleasers. Most of us are servant leaders, even if we don't know it. So it's not easy, but it is simple, especially with the right tools, skills, or words. Call it what you want, but when you learn all the different and cool ways to say no, you'll become a pro at it in no time. You'll realize that when you start doing this, you'll give yourself the space you need so you can excel in doing less while being more. Let me say that again. So you can excel in doing less while being more. Therefore, it's imperative that when you're creating the list of requirements, the criteria, that you think long and hard about what they need to be and why they need to be. These past few weeks, I've been doing a lot of soul searching, right? To narrow down what is essential in my own life. Because I'm so inundated with all the things that I want to do and that I'm fully capable of doing with all the skill sets I need to do it. But it's incredibly overwhelming to the point that I'm beginning to shut down. This is the downfall of knowing too much in your niche or your field or whatever. If you have ADHD, think about how many things you know and how many times you decided, quote, hey, I want to try that. Hence, all the open-ended projects we've ventured into. And now we've got all those projects strewn about the house, taking up real estate in our subconscious, making us believe that we are so freaking busy. So what happens then? Burnout. A mentor of mine always reminded me that an overwhelmed person does nothing. Instead, we create anxiety, we beat ourselves up, we crawl in a hole, or in my case, we stay in bed till noon with the blinds down. And that becomes a pattern. But there's good news, because now that we know that we do this, we can stop it in its tracks by applying the skills of creating criteria for every given task or project that we take on. When I started doing this, I told myself that I have to stick to my guns and really eliminate the non-essential. Mind you, I'm still actively working on giving up more. Honestly, I can't wait till I'm finished doing this. And it, I mean, it may be a never-ending task, but at least every day I get closer and closer so I can really focus on the essential and feel more freedom and less overwhelmed. Because if we ADHD peeps can achieve the goal of being an essentialist, 
our lives would be more simplified and also more fulfilling. I don't think it's an easy task, not by a stretch, but it's absolutely worth giving it that old college try. In fact, it's essential. (laughs) See how I did that? (laughs) Now, let's break down one more thing as it applies to one with ADHD. Greg McEwen also says, quote, the pursuit of less allows us to regain control of our own choices so we can channel our time, energy, and effort into making the highest possible contribution toward the goals and activities that matter. Essentialism isn't one more thing. It's a different way of doing everything. It's a discipline you apply constantly and effortlessly. Essentialism is a mindset, a way of life. It is an idea whose time has come. So I want to talk about two words in that last passage that makes it more difficult for us ADHD people, and those words are control and discipline. Two words that are nemesis, 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 (laughs) two words that are nemesises to a person with ADHD, whatever that word is, nemesis. We don't react well to discipline because we can't often access our executive functions. We sometimes have no control nor discipline to do certain things, especially when we have no interest in it. We become rebellious. So let's use that knowledge about ourselves to beat this. We have to meditate or pray on the fact that the way of the essentialist is absolutely something that we are interested in. Why? Because it makes our lives easier and fulfilling, like I said earlier, which is really, really exciting. And I don't know anybody who doesn't want their lives to be easier, fulfilling, or exciting. So here's an example. Say I need to clean out my pantry. I'd go to each item and see if it fits the criteria needed to keep it in my pantry. Number one, is it expired? (laughs) Number two, have I needed this thing in the past 90 days. Because y'all know you have some weird baking shit in there that may not be expired, but you haven't used it in a year. Mine personally are sprinkles. Number three, never ask yourself whether you will use it in the future. That is a losing game since it's already been in there for over three months and you haven't touched it. Number four, will I use it today? So you're giving yourself an out. Okay, maybe I won't throw this away because I'm going to use it today. I am going to bake these cupcakes and I'm going to use these sprinkles, right? And that's it. You may have more questions you want to ask yourself about it, but it could be as simple as that. If it's a bigger decision, then yeah, the list will be longer, but you get the gist. Before we end this, let's summarize. Number one, you are all superheroes. Number two, stay tuned for weekly episodes. Number three, the way of the essentialist involves doing less but better so you can make the highest possible contribution and in other words, excel in doing less while being more. Number four, get rid of them sprinkles hiding in your pantry. (laughs) And number five, don't forget to check out the show notes at thatadhdchick.com with links and other supplementary stuff I may have up there. And finally, if you enjoyed this episode or found it helpful, please leave a review and share it with others who you think may also find value in it. Now, my friends, as always, stay safe, 
stay well, and live abundantly. I'll talk at you later. This is I, that ADHD chick, signing off. <laughs>